I still do not have my voice back. I was fine. I think I was I was struggling Monday. Tuesday was like, oh wow, this hurts. And now I, I I've been I've been um like uh my voice been cracking the past two days. Um, if I don't talk for a long time, that first word I say is gonna be rough. That first few, the few couple's few sentences there. So my lack of voice, combined with these, um, five, but, but, but combined with the smoke, it's just been a terrible combination. <laughs> well, you sound fine to me right now. Oh, thanks. I feel like I feel like my voice is cracking. Oh. Nothing I can tell. Oh, thank Christ. Thank Christ. Because I now realize that I sung, that I just, I, my, my entire voice was amplified throughout, for, for what was approximately five and a half hours of professional wrestling. Yeah, back-to-back nights, too. Man. I mean, back-to-back nights. But see, I think it was different, uh, it was different cheer scales. Because Sunday at Forbidden Door was a lot of, like, High pitched. It was a lot of woo, a lot of that kind of thing. Where <laughs> I spent the majority of my Saturday night booing, approximately like a like a twenty minute CM Punk match, and then the post show <laughs> interview, uh, post post uh, post show promo kind of thing. Uh, so is that, and that's a lower ooh boo. You know, it's woo boo. I was really, I kind of destroyed the entire spectrum of my voice, the entire frequency range. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's worth it. God damn it. It was so worth it. It was so worth it. After uh after the incredible professional wrestling weekend uh here on the Shoot Brothers. That's a great way to that's a great way to bring in the show here. The Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast, episode two hundred and thirty six. Yes. Already? Well, two hundred and thirty four. I thought it was like thirty three, thirty four, something. 34? Gosh, I really wish that there was a way we could know this information beforehand. But either way, it's Professional Wrestling Podcast. The only professional wrestling podcast online hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Blood out. <laughs> and like we said, uh, voices are shot, the air is smoky, and truly, the professional wrestling world has not yet even come to rest. Uh, coming off the heels of Forbidden Door, um, there's been an excitement in the air, an online, like we like we truly haven't seen before. Or like it, you see once a year, twice a year. It, it felt mania-level excitement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a special show. It's the only time of the year that New Japan and AEW cross over, so it really is like a, a spectacle of sorts. Yeah, no, it truly is, and uh, the inter- an international flavor bringing it to Canada too. Uh, it was it was all around just an incredible wrestling weekend. So let's get into the show. Let's kick it off uh, by crowning a brand new Tweety League champion. Well, let's wait a little bit for that. Okay, I'll throw it in. Sounds throw good. It in the middle. Throw it in the middle uh, whenever it comes up. So how about we get into the show by giving you uh, what was the pay per view on the weekend? Of course, we're talking Forbidden Door. <laughs> Mike, we showed up, uh, I think, towards the last, the second last match, I think, of the... Yeah, we saw 
of the pre-show. Two of the four pre-show Two matches. Two of the four but... pre-show matches. Uh, I did. Yeah. I, 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 now, I, I did go back. I just rewatched the Kenny Omega match and the Brian Danielson match. Uh, I'm not uh, sure. Did you go yeah, back and rewatch were... more? Did you watch the whole thing? Um, no, I, those two are the ones I mostly watched. The other yeah. ones I kind of just skimmed through a bit. Skimmed through a bit. See a couple of the. Yeah. Yeah. See how a couple of the big moves looked on camera, things like that. Well, let's just kick but, off the. Uh, uh, let's just kick it off with the show itself. Let's just kick it off with let's... the show itself, live at 8 p.m. from the Scotia Bank Arena, Toronto, Ooh. Ontario, Canada. Toronto. <laughs> Uh, the first the first match of the night. We you you kind of thought this might be it. It was MJF and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Hiroshi Tanahashi's second opportunity for the AEW World Championship here at Forbidden Door, uh, having received one from John Moxley last week or sorry last year. Uh, so yeah, because yeah, MJF wants to get out of Toronto as as fast as possible. Yeah, he comes out first. He's got a rope that says New Japan is an indie, uh, but we don't care. We still love MJF. It was. Both guys were super over, just back and forth chants, uh, a lot of let's go ace chants. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of course, MJF trying to cheat whenever he can. He's grabbing the ropes for extra leverage. Bryce Remsburg catches him, kicks his arm off. Tanahashi hits the sling blade, goes for a frog splash. Uh, but MJF gets the knees up, grabs the championship belt. And uh, well, Bryce Remsburg takes it away from him while he's busy getting rid of it. Uh, yeah, MJF slips on the diamond ring, punches Tana in the face, makes the cover, gets the three, retains the belt. Retains in, yeah, like you said, I think the first match of the night, the crowd was really hot for, I think, both people uh, the entire time. And there yeah, were there were even moments when we were sitting down. MJF is such a great projector. His voice can be heard throughout the entire (laughs) arena like you may not be able to understand exactly what he was saying where we were but you could hear that he was talking yeah it was funny Mm -hmm. uh so yeah nice win for mjf second match of the night we got satoshi kojima taking on cm punk in a uh, owen hart cup first round match and I think it's I think it's pretty unanimous. I think it's pretty official. There were more boos. Like there was a small CM Punk chant immediately drowned out by the chorus of boos. Yeah, it sounded about and like eighty percent. Even Excalibur said on the fucking uh, uh, broadcast, like you're not in Toronto anymore. <laughs> Sorry, you're not in Chicago. He's not CM Punk. Not yeah. in Chicago anymore. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I had to acknowledge it because it was just. Definitely overwhelming booze. Uh, and, you know, by that token, it made Kojima just a super over baby face. Even if many of us hadn't seen him before, we're all rooting for him now. Of course, de facto and, baby face. <laughs> and a uh, real funny spot when he's Kojima's in control and he just poses and just starts flexing his pecs, making them dance. The crowd was going The crowd wild. was going nuts for the pec dance. <laughs> Yeah, and then Punk tried to do it after, but doesn't nearly get the same no, amount of pop. No, he had eight those. months off and did nothing to his physique. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking, yeah, fuck him. You're a joke. Uh, so anyways, Punk, he starts playing into the booze. He does the Hulk Hogan cupping his ear, the leg drop. Uh, Kojima gets Punk in the corner and does the machine gun chops in the crowd. We're just fucking loving it. 
just chop, 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 woo, woo, woo. Uh, <laughs> and then Kojima climbs to the top rope, hits an elbow drop, and accidentally he lands right on Punk's dick with the elbow, um, <laughs> which brings us to our tweet of the week because later on after the match, Kojima would tweet out, my elbow drop hit his cock. Sorry, but it's not on purpose. Accident. Uh, <laughs> so. Hit his cock. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You know, live I didn't notice it, but I kind of rewatched and yeah, he landed. His elbow did land right on his ball. Well, and now I think, uh, you know, now CM Punk has set the precedent that anytime. Uh, I think anytime you think you may have, you may have, or like, you know, slight botch, if you're against punk, slight botch means you were trying to hurt me purposefully. <laughs> so yeah. Kojima's just like, getting out ahead of to have it. kids, Kojima? He's immediately. He's trying like, to ruin my future he, family? He's immediately like, it was an accident. I'm so sorry. 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 Because he knows that something's crazy. A steel's going to grab a fucking chair. <laughs> Yeah, either wow. way, I just thought the way he said it was funny. My elbow drop hit his cock. Sorry. Congratulations, uh, uh, Satoshi Kojima, <laughs> Tweet League champion. Uh, so, yeah, we're getting near the end of this match. Punk, he does his own top rope elbow drop, and he locks in the Anaconda Vice, but Kojima breaks out. And then we got a Pepsi sucks chant. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> and then Kojima hits the Koji cutter, goes for his big lariat. But Punk ducks, kicks him in the head, hits the go to sleep, gets the win. Everybody boos. Yep, got booed out of the building, I think. Uh, you know, f so fuck him. Yeah, we'll see if it uh, continues on this Canadian tour, if all the other provinces yeah. follow suit. Yeah, where are we? I think we're Hamilton for Hamilton Saturday's collision. And, yeah. And then Regina or Saskatoon. Yeah, we're going and... out west a little bit. Yeah, so. Anyways, Punk, he advances to the semifinal of the Owen Hearts. And we'll jump right into our next match. Sonata defending his IWGP heavyweight title against Jungle Boy. And uh, we all had fun singing Jungle Boy's theme song, mm -hmm. which, slight spoiler, it might be the last time a crowd ever gets to do that. So uh, we'll see. But uh, the funny thing was, I mean, the match was fine, but I think the most over guy in the whole match was the referee, Red Shoes. Got a chant cause... of his own. Uh, <laughs> before the match even started, there was one a little bit in there also. I, th I think after yeah. like there was a close call just... he made or something. Um, yeah, he had to just bow to the crowd because it was overwhelming. And bo both re both wrestlers took that moment. You know, they're both applauding themselves. Give it up for the man. And he also was like, yeah. I, I wonder how many times he has been cheered to a level. I, maybe I got to go back. <laughs> maybe he was throughout last year's uh, New Japan show. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. Either way, fun moment. Uh, another little silly spot when. Sonata gets Jungle Boy in the Paradise Lock where he like takes his arms and his legs and gets them all twisted up, trapped in a ball. Nothing he can do. Uh, but yeah, and another fun spot when Sonata gets Jungle Boy in a dragon sleeper and he's just swinging him around the ring uh, just like a rag doll. And then finally Sonata hits the Moonsault, gets the one, two, three, retains the belt. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, 
yeah. We were in the crowd, and I was saying, this is it. This is the moment. Jungle Boy's turning here. And just when they go up the ramp, Jungle Boy with Hook. Uh, Hook raises Jungle Boy's arm. Turns around. Jungle Boy nails him with a big clothesline. So big heat. We get the heel turn. Uh called it has there ever been a closer heel turn that you have called like it was literally seconds before um (laughs) i just had a feeling you just had had a feeling feeling because you know you can't call it uh, yes i guess in theory you could call it after every single match but you know it's uh it loses (laughs) you know you you really only call it when you're sure you're like here it comes yeah here it comes credibility wow uh so yeah the big heel turn crowd chance you fucked up he picks up the ftw title just kind of throws it down at hook and then we show the commentary. Taz takes off his sunglasses because that's how serious he is. A rare shot of Taz's sunglasses. <laughs> it all—it it literally looks like a completely different person. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he just warns Jungle Boy there's going to be hell to pay. Not from me, but from Hook. From Hook. Here comes Hook. Send Hook. Then we got our 10-man tag match. The uh, Blackpool Combat Club with Shota Umino and Takeshita taking on the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, Eddie Kingston, and Tomohiro Ishii. And this one was just tons of fun. Yeah, I need uh, I, I, I need to rewatch this one, specifically the entrance. If it was as loud as I remember uh, the the crowd singing Carry On My Wayward Son, was it as loud as what? <laughs> how I, much I remember? Oh yeah, it was pretty loud, but I think the most over guy in this match was Eddie Kingston. He the uh, Eddie Eddie. Well, you the you know the Scotia Bank, the Toronto Faithful are used to chanting for Eddie. Eddie Belfour, of course. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Belfour, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so tons of Eddie chants, uh, lots of love for Ishii as well, and all of the elite. We all love them, like you said. Carry on, my wayward son. So much fun to sing. Uh, and yeah, one of the storylines throughout the match, just Moxley and Kingston, you know, having their showdown, crowds going nuts. They exchange a bunch of stiff chops back and forth. Uh, then, of course, the elite doing their flips, the moonsaults to the floor, all that good stuff. Uh, Takeshita and Ishii doing their Japan strong style. Everyone's having their moments in this match. Uh, yeah, lots of cowboy shit chants as well. We all loved Hangman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hits a nice shooting star press off the apron. Um, the Bucks try to hit Takeshita with the BTE trigger, but he ducks. The Bucks collide knees. Uh, but then they fight back, go on a super kick party, and they have Moxley lined up to hit with a double super kick. But then Eddie runs in, shoves Moxley out of the way, and takes the blow for him. Like, there was so much action. It was, seeing it, You, we both kind of had to elbow each other. Like, wait, did he? Did Eddie just run in? Well, make yeah, the I save? just don't get why either. I don't understand why you're helping your opponent when five minutes earlier you guys were chopping the shit out of each other. Like, you yeah, know? But a it's cho- not like they were hitting him in the head with the... Yeah, but a chop isn't a, a trigger, you know? I, I know, I know, I mean, I know what I know move. what you're saying. I know what you're <laughs> if saying. If it was like a sludgehammer, he'd be like, "No, I don't want him to die." But <laughs> come on, everyone eats the BTE trigger. <laughs> everyone takes uh, a trigger. But anyways, doesn't matter. Crowd's loving the match, chanting "Fight Forever." Eventually, it comes down to Ishii and Wheeler Yuta. Ishii hits a massive lariat, and then the sheer drop, brainbuster gets the three count. 
So Ishii scoring the pinfall for his team. And yeah, ended up being a pretty damn fun match. Probably uh, top three of the night, maybe, I'd say. Probably. Probably. We knew what we were getting. We were getting the highs, you know, and the Toronto faithful have never seen that Young Bucks style of the, the, the Young Bucks high spots. We haven't seen it. Yeah, because of fucking CM robbed. Punk, exactly. Exactly. Like you know, yeah. it's 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 a it's a it's a, a kind of like it's a style of tag match that I feel the Young Bucks really pioneered. This is what they do, and uh, and they did it. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, after that, we had Tony Storm defending the AEW Women's Title against Willow Nightingale, and this is just another fun entrance. We're all. Clapping along, dancing, shaking our booties. A lot of fun. The willow entrance uh, is fun. It's got a nice clap. Yeah, just the horn. And it sounds kind of like a song, but I can never remember the name of what I think that song is. <laughs> yeah, either way, nice to see Willow getting pretty over. Um, and of course, you know, during the match, the other members of the Outcast, they're interfering. Uh, Willow's big spot. She hits a Death Valley driver onto the apron, and then another Death Valley driver back in the ring. But Tony kicks out, so big near fall there. Uh, Ruby and Soraya try to slide in the spray can, but the ref catches them, ejects them from ringside. Willow goes for a second rope moonsault, but Tony avoids. Willow gets Tony in the corner, comes running at her, but Tony grabs the ref to block her. So this stops Willow in her tracks. Tony pokes her in the eyes. The ref can't see it. And then she hits the storm zero, gets the pin, retains the belt. Shit. Willow, though. Willow will have her time. Willow will have her time. It is nice to see Willow being so over as the outcasts continue to dominate. I've been saying it the last couple weeks. Willow and Sky Blue, those are your two future like kind of Future baby those cases. and yeah the ho- the homebred thing yeah exactly awesome <clears throat> but let's get to this next match the one we've all been waiting for Kenny Omega defending the IWGP US title against Will Ospreay here in Canada the home nation of Kenny Omega <clears throat> so yeah, as expected, just a huge hero's welcome. Uh, everyone's going nuts. Oh, as and the bell rings. We we didn't even we haven't highlighted this yet, but all, the whole night we were looking back and forth at each other when the New Japan ring announcer made every single Justin Roberts thing look like a pile of shit. <laughs> in parti- yeah. in particular on the Kenny Omega entrance, uh, the way oh, yeah. I wish I uh, you know uh, hey. Kenny Omega. We're, we're gonna find out the name because this man is is, is in the contention for this is a, for the best ring announcer shooty. Uh, well, for one night of work, it's still. But hey. but hey, our our physical presence makes all the difference, right? You know, like yeah. No, yeah well, or at least you know. But at the end of the year, this is what the critics are really looking for. <laughs> It's your right to choose. You know, you have the vote. You have the power. Uh, <laughs> like that guy who voted Connor McDavid the fifth best player in the NHL this year. Wait, who, who did that? Uh, some idiot. Like, literally, every other person 
He's the Connor McDavid got like 129 first place votes, and then one guy voted him fifth place just to be an idiot. He's the best hockey player on the planet. What are you talking about? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. this isn't a hockey. Yeah. This isn't anyway, a hockey. Sorry. This isn't a hockey podcast. <laughs> no. But this is Canada. Uh, so the bell rings. The crowd is on their feet, just going wild. We're chanting for Kenny. We're chanting holy shit before they've even touched. And, I mean, we just got treated to something special here. 40 minutes. Absolute five-star classic wrestling here. We got everything. Technical wrestling, reversals, stiff strikes, big spots. Uh, Kenny goes for the Terminator tope, but Don Callis trips him up. So the referee ejects Callis from ringside. Um, and then at one point, there was a very small let's go Osprey chant. But that quickly just gets drowned out by let's go Kenny. Oh, really? So that was that was so quick that I didn't even... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was barely like... Reg- reg- registered <laughs> occurrence, jeez. Uh, Osprey... Hangs Kenny on the top rope and then does a big shooting star press. Then he hits the os cutter onto the apron. Um, and then he just grabs Kenny on the floor, starts smashing his head into the announce table multiple times. Hard, Very hard. Hard. <laughs> yeah. Hard. How can hear does the slam. He, how does he do this? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, those were some pretty hard slams. And then he takes off the top part of the table smashes his head through it so kenny comes up he's bleeding crowd chants you're a wanker at osprey <laughs> and uh osprey responds by licking the blood off of his arm from kenny yeah he's saying you sick, you fuck. sick fuck and then you look in the uh <laughs> if you see on the uh, on on the playback he's looking around he looks right in the camera he says yeah <laughs> you can just read his lips say yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, no denying it. Uh, so Osprey's in control, hits a V trigger, and then he goes to the floor and steals a Canadian flag from a fan. Uh, shoves it between his legs, starts wiping his ass, picking his nose with the flag. Dis- the disrespect. Uh, uh, this would be a serious crime in some countries. Yeah. Uh, I know Jericho once when they were in Brazil, he like took a flag and stepped on it and almost got arrested they just kind of had to put him on a private jet and like let's leave the like oh we're we're leaving right now (laughs) yeah uh but not here in canada we're a little more loose so uh we we get we get what's happening yeah it's all part of the show kenny grabs the flag starts choking osprey with it and then he hands it off to a little kid in the front row who just probably had one of the greatest moments in his life happen to him he was so happy that hopefully that kid is not thinking wow life can only get better because let me tell you what kid <laughs> it's not yeah you're first of all you're already front row for a pay-per-view you're already having <laughs> you're already having a pretty good life uh so yeah they're still outside the ring osprey's against the barricade kenny runs in hits a huge v trigger onto him uh and then he grabs osprey slams his head onto the steel steps multiple times uh and then he flips the steps over onto their side and hits a big DDT, just spikes Osprey down onto the Loud, steps. too. That thing echoed. Yeah. And he was cut open now. There was just a puddle left of blood on the like steps. Like an actual impact. puddle. You, We could see it from our <laughs> seats. You pointed out. You're like, look at the bright yeah. red. Like, the, the lights are beaming <laughs> off of this fucking just pool little... of blood. Yeah. 
So they're both bleeding now. They're both just covered in blood. Uh, Osprey applies the sharpshooter, which gets a bunch of booze. Uh, but then Kenny escapes, and Osprey, Osprey applies Chris Benoit's Crippler Crossface, which got some you sick fuck chance. Yeah, I got yeah. It also again. got you sick fucks. Yeah. So yeah, for different reasons though. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> Osprey goes for the os cutter. Kenny catches him midair with a big knee, and then he spikes him down with a pile driver. Uh, but Will kicks out, and then a bit later, Osprey. He does this big, I remember he was going to the top rope. I'm like, oh, he's going to do a moonsault. But then he did a corkscrew moonsault to the floor. So even better (laughs) than I expected. Uh, And then Omega borrows a move from Hangman. He hits the dead eye. And that's when Don Callis returns to the ring, which he was thrown out earlier, but the ref doesn't do anything. Does nothing. He, he just kind of lets him go. Big, oh, big pop when he got kicked out, too. Oh, yeah. Huge pop. But just like that, he's back. Crowd chants, piece of shit. Uh, Kenny goes for a V-trigger against the ropes, but Don Callis jumps up to stop him. So, uh, yeah. Well, he's busy doing that, uh, Don... Or the, yeah, the ref's dealing with this. Callus hands Osprey the screwdriver. Kenny picks up Osprey for the one-winged angel, but gets stabbed in the head with the screwdriver. And then Osprey hits the uh, the big running elbow. What does he call it? Uh, it is called the Os Cutter. No, it is no, called the, the uh, hidden uh, blade. That's what it was. Yes, the hidden blade. So he hits the hidden blade, uh, and then he follows up with his finishing move. The Stormbreaker makes the cover, but Kenny just barely gets a toe on the rope to break the pin at two. <laughs> that was big. That was big. Oh, yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. Huge near fall. So the crowd's going nuts. Osprey picks up Kenny to steal his move. Osprey hits the one-winged angel, makes the cover. But Kenny kicks out at one. Okay, now this is where <laughs> I think this was the exact moment I lost my voice. I think if I could pick one, yeah. this would have been it. Holy shit. I I just, this was it. This was it. This might have been the best wrestling. Everyone. Th- this was already the best wrestling match I've ever seen. The entire <laughs> building exploded for a second. Yeah, just everyone jumped up, screaming, going wild. The kick out at one. Pop of the year. It's right up there. Uh, it's immediately we'll written. It's immediately <laughs> in the in, in the contention. Has to be. I've that that building was Leafs scoring a playoff goal level loud. Mind you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh so a huge kick out. Kenny fights back. He goes for the one winged angel. But Osprey escapes, and then he hits a Tiger Driver 91, just literally dropping Kenny straight upside down onto his head. Fuck. How does he do like, it? This was one of the nastiest looking moves you will ever see. <laughs> like, this wasn't the kind where you land high on your head and kind of roll onto your shoulders. This was just straight crumpled onto your head, neck. Um... 
I mean, that's why everyone does the Tiger Driver 97 instead of the 91. It's, <laughs> so, so, it's a lot safer. So what's the sixth difference? What's the difference? Is it the, the, the lower? <laughs> you, you, get, you land on your stomach instead of your head. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, it's a big six difference. You know, it's a big difference there. Oh, is I it lower it goes? Is like, is the Tiger Driver 12 just like flat out death? <laughs> I think it's just the year. The thing <laughs> okay. Okay. Good point. But either way. That was it. Was just fucking insane. Uh, the whole audience just gasped when Kenny was dumped on his head, but he kicks out. Still, Omega's alive, uh, but he's on his last legs. Osprey hits another hidden blade, and then another Stormbreaker makes the cover. This time, he gets the three count. So, Will Osprey is the new IWGP United States Champion. And it it, it it was absolutely it was just fucking incredible. It just was. There are no yeah. words. There are Instant. no words. Well, five stars. We can all agree on that. I already wrote it down in your fucking <laughs> column, Mike. I already, it's it's yeah. already been. I mean, etched. we already knew it that night. Everyone talking about it on the train home. We all knew that was a five star. It's already been etched uh, into the annals of history. I mean, you could even go as far to say possibly the best match ever to take place in Toronto. On Canadian soil? Uh, I'd have to look deeper into that. But I mean, yeah, it could be. It could be. What what else what else is what what what's it in direct competition with? I don't know. Off the top you, of my you, head. Yeah, you'd have to maybe do a quick little, you know, talk, you know, best matches in Canada, but God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, either way. Uh, 40 minutes of just perfection. The canvas was just covered in blood at the end. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we all got to see something very special that night. Yeah. All, yeah. All of us here in the arena and every, anybody who saw it, see, gets to just watch the match. Uh, and (laughs) that match alone paid for the whole ticket right there and everything else. Meaning that, that, you know, so far this year, um, Mike, Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay have dual five-star matches here on the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. If they can run it back, there's a chance they could go three for three. Uh, Yeah, and I think, you know, all in Wembley. That's the perfect time for round three because Ospreay beat Kenny on his soil, so now Kenny can try to beat Ospreay on his Soil over there in the UK. My so. God, yeah. I mean, you know, we could probably already write in a third five star already. Just gotta wait for what. How, <laughs> I think the real question is though, how high's Meltzer gonna go? I think he'll go over. How much did he give the first one they had? Uh, he gave that this year. the like the original one. Yeah, he gave that one. Let's see here. It was a six point six point two five. I could see him giving this a six. At least, I, it's, I think it's at least a six. I just, I, yeah. I, I wonder if he, if he would go one further. I don't know, but uh, I don't believe in that sort of thing. So I know, I know stars, you don't. I know you don't. I was just. <laughs> oh, it's fun to speculate. Well, because because we'll the, the, the six two the six two five that's that is the second highest. Mark, unless if you could give this a, if if this if, if he gives this a six and a half. Then it will then be the second best. Second highest ever. Second highest ever. Yeah. Wow. We'll have to wait and see. Wow. Uh, But we got two more matches still. 
You know, you could have ended the night there. No one would have been upset, but we still got some some big matches to come. So, uh, but yeah, you need something to sandwich you between those two big main event level matches. So we got the six man tag: Darby Allen, Sting, and Naito taking on Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, yeah, just a little fun match. Lots of showboarding there. And a little fun moment when Sammy, Jericho, and Suzuki, they're all like posing on top of each other, resting their elbows and all that. Just funny little things. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're, a little, they're a little classic sex gods pose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Suzuki doing his big chops. The crowd pops big for Sting when he gets in there and... Uh, he gets Jericho in the Scorpion Deathlock, but Sammy jumps in with a diving cutter to break it up. Uh, Darby hits a code red, and then Sammy gets him with a top rope Spanish fly. Uh, Darby goes for a suicide dive, but he gets hit midair with a Judas effect. Uh, but then the biggest spot of the whole match, we got a table set up on the floor. Sting gets laid out on top of it. And then Sammy hits a 6.30 senton off the top rope onto Sting, breaking through the table. Huge bump there. Holy shits. Holy shits. Yeah. Lots of holy shits. Uh, When I watched this one back, it actually looked like Sting might have uh, been supposed to move because he, like, tries to get up at the last second, but doesn't get out of the way and gets it. Oh, really? Okay. Hmm. I wonder. Yeah. Not sure. I mean, either way, Sammy was going through that table, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but then the finish comes down. We've got Sting and Naito. They're double-teaming Suzuki. They hit a Manhattan drop lariat combo, and then Naito makes the cover. Gets the three and the win for his team. Yeah, baby faces go over. We all got to see Sting. We all got to... Ah! <laughs> yeah, we got to crow. Yeah, it was well worth it. Yeah, it was fun, but let us get to the main event. Brian Danielson taking on Kazuchika Okada in a worldwide dream match. And right off the bat, we get a nice little surprise when Brian comes out to the final countdown. His old indie Ring of Honor and that that got a big that it got a big pop. Also rewatched. The crowd singing along, myself included. Uh, oh, yeah. We got to have like huge. four or five good sing-alongs. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good Fun sing-along. Uh, yeah, so awesome entrance. Nice surprise. Who doesn't love the final countdown? Uh, and then Okada, he had his bunch of dollar bills raining down for his entrance because he's the rainmaker. And uh, it's, like, it's like a coin <laughs> sound. I can't make it. Yeah, They don't want to drop a bunch of coins on people i guess (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah just like the kenny match as soon as the bell rings the crowd's chanting holy shit everyone's super hot Uh, i mean we were hot all night it was a great crowd great night um and yeah the match you know a technical showcase lots of submissions lots of stiff strikes uh they fight into the crowd and back again Uh, okada hits a nice Air raid crash neck breaker slamming Brian's neck right onto his knee. And then they fight onto the ramp. Okada hits Brian with a tombstone onto the ramp. 
and then throws him back in the ring. Okada hits a top rope elbow drop, and apparently, this is where things went wrong, is uh, Brian's arm was fractured right through the bone from this elbow drop. After only but, 10 minutes. Yeah, something like that. And, you know, I think watching live, none of us really no, no. knew anything was wrong. Like, we just, you know, he's... He's, he's he sells the arm like anybody would in a match. So, uh, but then when I went back and rewatched the match, you can definitely tell something's wrong with the way he's favoring his arm and barely using it. Like like short uh, like afterwards, yeah, yeah, right after the elbow. And they did a spot where the doctor comes in, checks on him. Brian pretends to have a seizure, starts convulsing, which yeah. is a little weird. Well, hey, he uh, has that neck injury thing to go back on, so convulsions. That I know, makes sense. but it seems. You know, it's a little, it's a little too on the nose of a T to tease something like that. I see what you're saying. Uh, but either way, I mean, I'm not offended by it. But uh, so yeah, the broken arm. Rewatching this match made a whole difference for me because Okada picks him up. He's going for the rainmaker, and he's just yanking on that broken arm to pull him in for it. Uh, but Brian ducks, hits a Busaiko knee, and then he hits a second Busaiko knee. But Okada kicks out. And, uh, yeah, this is where you can really notice Brian. He's just not even using the one arm. He does. He tries to buy some time. He does the yes chant with one arm. But Okada grabs him again, hits the Rainmaker, but Brian kicks out. Uh, goes for another Rainmaker, but Brian counters into the bell lock. And then he turns that into this deep double arm bar, uh, just wrenching Okada's shoulder back, hyperextending it. Okada's got nowhere to go. He taps out, which uh, surprised a bunch of us. It was surprised. Uh, yeah, you and I included. Yeah, I think most of the crowd. It was kind of just a bit stunned. We were, you know, it was, uh, yeah, like no one booed or anything. It was just surprising the way it ended. Uh, everything, everything was going so good. Everything was going so good, and everybody was having a great time. And then it just felt like, yeah, you're right, Mike. It just kind of ended, which isn't to say that the action in the middle wasn't awesome. It just kind of ended. Yeah, I think we all thought they were still another ten or fifteen minutes to go. Uh, but yeah, obviously, learning afterwards that Brian snapped his arm in half and. Uh, I mean, it was still 27 minutes, so it wasn't like... <laughs> yeah, this is still longer than anything Roman Reigns has ever done. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, it uh, you know, I don't think it hit that five-star greatest match of all time potential that we all kind of hyped up. But, I mean, not an awful match by any means, just, you know, expectations were super high. Yes, and the injury derailment and the fact that he went 17 minutes after the injury... Yeah, pretty gutsy performance by Brian. And uh, either way, with the result, he becomes the first man to tap out Okada since 2015. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a pretty big deal right that there. That is crazy, yeah. So I, I imagine that a tap out was going to be the finish originally. We just had to speed, speed up the finish. Yeah, I feel, yeah, exactly. We just had to probably cut out a couple big spots here and there, unfortunately. But uh, that's wrestling, you know injuries happen hey baby that's wrestling i think it's a pretty safe bet we'll get a rematch down the line uh brian already was saying in the post conference that he he wants the rematch so 
Wow. They do it in Japan or something. Yep. And uh, concluding the show, concluding five hours of wrestling, I think it, it was a huge success uh, to put such a huge show in Canada. Canada, Toronto, we should be getting more wrestling. And it's if it's AEW, if it's WWE, you come to town, you sell out. Fucking Impact goes to uh, <laughs> Rebel. They fucking sell that place out. They went to Rebel. Yeah, that's, that, cool. that's where they, that's where they do their uh, Impact shows. Believe yeah, it or not, that's cool. It's uh, it's it's a hot market. Come back, AEW. Hopefully, hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll come to us at least once a year from now on. Yep. Uh, you know, with only five pay-per-views a year and only three of them travel, so getting a pay-per-view every year will be harder to yeah. do. But uh, no, we'll uh, we'll we'll we'll, pro- we'll probably have, see have an episode of Dynamite come back, um, but then the fall is my guess. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, what a an incredible show that it really was. Um, blown away, like you said, cannot believe what we were there. And uh, let's move on through then. Let's give you, uh, what about a little episode of SmackDown? Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Smacketh down. Second last show before the pay-per-view here, Money in the Bank. We're going to jolly old England. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, the bloodline story is still one of the biggest things going. So the Usos come out. They get a big pop. Cut a promo. We're about to fight our family. We're not supposed to do that. Family's supposed to support each other. We still love Roman, but he messed up. Uh, acted like we were worth nothing. Uh, and, you know, we're disappointed in our brother Solo as well. But the biggest snake in the grass, Paul Heyman. And come money in the bank. They're going to settle this all. Against Roman and Solo, they're gonna settle it all. I can't believe I saw. Have you seen some of the posters or some of the graphics for the that matchup, Money in the Bank? Uh, yeah. What is it? It's like the Bloodline Civil War or something. Yeah, it looks badass. Yeah, some great, some great poster work. Yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Rey Mysterio takes on L.A. Knight. Big pop for Knight once again. Uh, you know, the crowd chanting for a night over a legend like Rey Mysterio, which is cool to see. Uh, yeah, so they go back and forth. Rey goes for 619. Knight blocks it, and a bit later, he hits the blunt force trauma, gets the big clean win uh, over Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I think the LA Knight train, uh, Choo Choo, has left the station. Hell yeah, baby. Give that man the briefcase. It truly has. I think coming in, yeah, coming into the weekend, I think he's a heavy favorite amongst a lot of fans, I bet. I think so. Uh, I think he's going to be super over. And yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, let's do this. We've got a uh, title unification match, the women's tag titles and the NXT women's tag titles. So Ronda and Shayna versus Alba Fire, Isla Dawn. Uh, Alba and Isla were doing pretty good. Uh, they go for a doomsday device, but Ronda counters with a nice reverse Rana, and that was the big turning point. As eventually Ronda and Shayna lock in an armbar and a Kirafuda clutch at the same time. Both of their opponents tap out, 
So Ronda and Shayna win and unify the tag titles. Unifying <laughs> meaning, uh, like they they are unified. It's the same. The lineage is now over. I mean, you would think, but who knows? Are they still going to carry the two belts like the other guys have? Or I don't know. Yeah, I do wonder. Uh, yeah, still just a weird choice, I think. So I think we've clarified that the the, the women's tag champs can defend on any brand uh, between Raw, yeah. SmackDown, and NXT, but still a bit of a weird choice, maybe, getting rid of it. Yeah, I think so. But uh, Raquel Rodriguez, she was watching the match at ringside. Ronda calls her out. Raquel says, I want a rematch for the titles that we never lost. Shayna says, who's we? And that's when we get the return of Liv Morgan. Nice pop for her. So uh, good to see her injury wasn't that serious. Yeah, only bad. only like a month and a half or something. Maybe two at the most. Yeah. So maybe it was just kind of. You know, shoulder popped out, popped back in, no serious damage, hopefully something like that. Exactly, like my knee. It popped out, it popped back in, I'm fine. <laughs> you were drumming that weekend. Exactly, <laughs> literally. <laughs> uh, we got the Grayson Waller effect. He brings out his guests pretty deadly. Grayson puts them over. They talk about the tag title match because they're going to face Sammy and KO. Uh, I think that's on the SmackDown, not on the pay-per-view, though, but... Yeah. Is the SmackDown is the SmackDown going to be live from the UK? Yeah, so it'll be live the night before. Cool. In the same uh, city. So. Awesome. Anyways, Street Profits come out. They say we want the smoke, so we get a little match. Street Profits versus Pretty Deadly. Uh, at one point, Montez he steals Wilson's shirt, puts it on. Him and Dawkins do a double tope to the floor and. Uh, the shirt would come into play again later when Prince rolls up Dawkins. He puts his feet on the ropes for the illegal leverage as Kit uses the shirt to pull down on the feet, giving even more leverage. Ref doesn't see, counts to three, so pretty deadly steal the win. And on a little bit of a roll now, the past few weeks, they teamed up with Odd uh, Austin Theory. A few weeks yeah. back and kind of doing a little, uh, you know, shady work behind the scenes. Yeah. Nice to see the call up getting some wins early on. Yeah. I guess called up post uh, po post mania. Already making some moves here in the tag division. Yeah. Then we get Charlotte Flair taking on Lacey Evans. Lacey gets a couple moves in, goes for the moonsault, but Charlotte avoids, hits the running big boot, and then puts on the figure eight, gets the submission win. The and then at the end, Asuka shows up, beats down Charlotte. The figure eight getting all sorts of submission wins uh, all across the board, really. <laughs> Between her and Andrade, turning yeah. it, Turning into finisher of the year. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's your discretion. Every finisher is in the running. <laughs> Technically, yeah. Um, main event: Sheamus taking on Solo Sokoa. Just a hard-hitting match here. Sheamus hits the white noise. Solo kicks out. They go to the floor. Uh, Solo hits the big running hip attack against the barricade, uh, breaking through it. So Sheamus is down. Ref says he can't continue. Waves off the match. 
Solo keeps attacking Seamus. Officials are trying to break him up. The Usos run out, unleash a flurry of super kicks onto Solo, followed by a double Uso splash, and the Usos stand tall to end the show. Stand tall with a uh, with a big, big, uh, big moment, I guess, right? Big applause, ovation. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they they did it to Roman the week before. They did it to Solo. Uh, now we just need Heyman to eat some super kicks. Super kick party. It's a super <laughs> kick party. Over here on SmackDown Live. Yeah. Jeez. But that was it. That was all of SmackDown. And probably, uh, that's probably the first half of the show, right? We should take a break. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Of course, we have the second half of the week. Raw, NXT, Dynamite. So you're going to want to stick around. Go back on Shoot Busters. You're right. Uh, here on the Shoot <laughs> Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Uh, let's move our way through the weekend. Let's skip over Collision this week. Uh, we, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the repercussions were felt over at Forbidden Door. CM Punk got some good booze. The Andrade <laughs> match was fire, uh, but I think uh, I think we could probably skip over the the, the bulk of the. Yeah, it, it, it was just, it was just uh, a lot of in ring action, really. Yeah, I think they opened. They had a couple of the Owen Hearts tournaments on the women's side. I think. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, we'll figure the rest of that out. Yeah, we'll make our way there. So let's make our way through the weekend then, uh, right after Frindor, uh Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw! Let's get raw! The Go Home the Show. Brand. The Go Home Show, I guess, before... The Money in the Bank pay-per-view also coming out uh, with a um, down to the arena. Dom and Ray Rhea Ripley are in the middle of the ring, actually, get, uh, to the course of heavy boos as he tried right. to welcome everybody. And we were in Georgia, <laughs> so we were in Rhodesville. <laughs> well, uh, right on cue, Cody Rhodes comes out and... They both kind of talk some smack, hype up the match for Money in the Bank. Cody tells Dominic on Saturday he better be Dirty Dom uh, and asks if he'll be half the man his father is or just Mommy's little boy. Yeah, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Double meaning. Cody Rhodes gets one diss a week. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, we go into Nakamura taking on Ricochet, just a fun little match. Bronson Reed was at ringside talking trash. So Nakamura and Ricochet, they, uh, yeah, they hit him. He tries to hit back. He gets thrown out. Uh, but, uh, yeah, anyways, eventually Ricochet hits a shooting star press, gets the win. As are because all th- are all three of these men in the ma- in the Money in the Bank title match. Uh, I think so. Yeah. So just kind of a little precursor. Yep. The the classic. Uh, just you know they're all mad at each other kind of thing. Yeah. Take it out on each other with some ladders. But uh, we go backstage. Matt Riddle 
lays out a challenge to Gunther for his intercontinental title at Money in the Bank. And Gunther attacks from behind, accepts the challenge, so... I mean, we knew Gunther had to be there. You can't. Yeah, you can't we knew he was going to be there. Uh, I think Matt Riddle provides the. Uh, 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 he has a big chest to be chopped, so that's nice. <laughs> I would. I don't want a guy with a little yeah. chest. No. <laughs> uh, next match: Ronda Rousey takes on Raquel Rodriguez outside the ring. Shane is being a pest, so Liv Morgan runs, jumps off the steel steps on top of her. Uh, back in the ring, Ronda puts on an arm bar. Raquel blocks it. So Ronda turns it into a pin and gets the three. So Rousey wins. In a, in a relatively quick match. And what will also be the only women's match here on the card tonight. I guess so, yeah. Odd. Uh, so Seth, Seth Rollins comes out for a promo. Points out a special guest in the crowd, Carmelo Hayes. Who gets a nice pop and... NXT chance. Seth says Mello had his back on NXT last Tuesday, so he thanks him. We got a lot in common. We're both fighting champions. Uh, then he turns his attention to talking about the upcoming title match against Finn Balor and goes over all their history. Seth admits he won't be 100% at Money in the Bank with his injured ribs. But when it comes down to it, the best version of Balor is not better than uh, Seth Rollins. So that's when Finn tries to run in with a sneak attack. They brawl all around the ringside. Finn grabs a chair, but then Carmelo Hayes snatches it right out of his hands. Rollins runs in, clotheslines Finn over the barricade. So Balor runs off, and somehow Seth cut his cheek during the skirmish. God, now these NXT boys are working double duty too. These kids just can't catch a break. Yeah. Yeah, it goes both ways. And we find out that uh, Carmelo Hayes will be in action tonight against Finn Balor. So that's fun. Because, yeah, we're, go we're going. Finn's going home, too. Remember that. That's true, too. Another UK boy. Uh, I guess Ireland. Well, yeah, it's all. UK. Yeah, it's all. Anyways. Yeah, anything on that side. Anything in Europe, they're stoked on. <laughs> Yeah, it's like in Canada. We don't care what province you're from. We'll cheer for you. Oh, yeah. If you're like Sammy, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega. I mean, yes. hell, I was at the you're show all... on Saturday. We were booing the guy who came from the closest place to where we were. <laughs> we are booing the shit out of Christian. There you go. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa takes on The Miz. Or he's supposed to, but The Miz attacks during Ciampa's entrance. Suplexes him into the barricade and hits a skull-crushing finale. On the floor, so we do not get the match. But it really feels like Chomp is getting that baby face run. Baby face push. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, stay healthy. Let's get Gargano back. Get things cooking. Yes. A little DIY reunion. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Dominic Mysterio takes on Akira Tazawa. Tazawa's doing okay. He climbs up the ropes, but Dominic knocks him down and hits a frog splash. To get the win. Yeah, a quick little tune-up before his big performance. Uh, big tope to the floor from Tozawa. He, he did like the, yeah. he did like the launch himself thing. Yeah, you know, he's a former cruiserweight champion. He's a high flyer. He can hang. Yeah, he can do it. Uh, Corey Graves is in the ring to host a summit 
with the six women competing for the money in the bank this Saturday. And yeah, they just all take turns saying why they're going to win, talking trash. A brawl breaks out. EO hits a big springboard moonsault. Uh, but Becky's the one left alone in the ring. Climbs the ladder, unhooks the case, possibly cursing herself with bad luck. No. Interesting. You know, I don't, you know, you know, you don't grab the case before the match. That's a good point. You know, you don't grab the case. You don't hold the title. You treat it with the respect that it deserves. <laughs> exactly. You know. But uh, anyways, let's go to Sami Zayn versus Gunther. Bit of a dream match here, but uh, you know, it doesn't quite get the main event treatment that you could. Uh, Still a fine match and everything. Gunther doing his big chops. Sammy hits a sunset bomb off the turnbuckle. Gunther gets Sammy in a sleeper hold. Sammy gets out, hits the blue thunder bomb for a near fall. Uh, and then Gunther hits a big splash. Kaiser jumps on the top, or yeah, jumps in the ring, causes a distraction, which allows Vinci to hit Sammy with his crutch. And then Gunther hits the power bomb, gets the win. It's one of Sammy's first singles losses in what feels like a long time. Especially... Uh, yeah, maybe since Roman, maybe? Probably since Roman. I think, he, you know, I mean, the tag matches he's been in, uh, I think the the few he's lost, Kevin Owens has eaten the pin. This is the first time his back's been <clears> on the mat in a little while. Yeah. I mean, it did take some cheating to do, though. So. Of course, you know, but a, a loss is a loss. Yeah. The record book don't care how it happened. My, I, uh, I certainly don't. <laughs> Our next match, Finn Balor versus Carmelo Hayes. Big match for Melo. His first taste of the main roster here. Looking great. Uh, he hangs Finn up on the ropes, hits that fadeaway backwards leg drop, and then later hits a big springboard diving DDT. So Carmelo's on a roll. But Finn fights back, hits the shotgun drop kick, and then the coup de gras. That gives Balor the win. But nice showing by Carmella. Yeah. I mean, you know, it sucks to lose your first match on the main roster. But hey, sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes. Yeah. It happens. And, you know, Finn Balor's a big, a big enough name that there's no shame in losing to. No shame in losing to Finn. Yeah, it's not Baron Corbin or anything. Or Hulk or something. <laughs> Hulk? Yeah, imagine. Imagine how... Yeah, exactly. Hulk Hogan? Exactly. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I I know what you're saying, but in this day and age, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, thank God. Anyways. <laughs> Cody Rhodes takes on Damian Priest. Another big match up here. Crowd's all rooting for Cody. Uh, he's in control, so Dominic and Rhea come strolling down to cause some trouble. We go back and forth. Cody hits a pedigree, goes for the Cody cutter, but Rhea distracts the ref, so Dominic grabs Cody. Priest hits south of heaven, but Cody kicks out. And then Cody fights back, hits the Cody cutter, followed by the crossroads. That gets him the win. And as he celebrates, Dominic... Runs in, hits a cheap shot, and runs away. Yes, this is going to be a fun match. I think. I think the crowd is uh, the crowd's going to be what makes this one. Oh yeah, you've got 
your hottest baby face versus your biggest heel. Yeah, that, honestly, uh, how often does that happen, too? Yeah, and it's all just natural, organic. Yeah. Uh, good crowd reactions. So, yeah, that'll be fun. We can give the card a quick rundown at the end. Yeah, at the very end to wrap up the show. Uh, but what about over on NXT? NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. So are we? Yeah, this is this the it. second edition of our Gold Rush. Gold Rush Week Two. Yep, the second of two. Uh, so we start off with the women's title match. Tiffany Stratton defending against Thea Hale. Pretty split crowd. Both women getting cheered and booed at different points. But uh, yeah, Thea looking good. Getting some near falls there. Uh, Tiffany hits the handspring elbow and then a vicious double foot stomp for your near fall. Thea hits a springboard senton, and then uh, she does the foot stomps as the crowd spells out, chase you. Everyone's loving it. And then Thea applies the Kimura lock. Tiffany crawls to the ropes. Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey, they're outside. They pull the rope away from Tiffany, but the ref catches them. Thea yells at them, what are you doing? Duke's mad as well. All this commotion distracts the ref. Uh, Tiffany attacks Thea, but she gets countered back into the Kimura lock right in the middle of the ring. Tiffany is tapping out, but the referee is still dealing with Gulak, so he doesn't see it. Thea has to break the hole to yell at the ref. Tiffany rolls her up from behind, adds the bridge to the pin, gets the three, so Tiffany retains. Gulak and Dempsey fucked Thea over. Thea Hale, you know, she could have become the youngest youngest champion in in WWE and in in, in in history. I think she had the opportunity in NXT history, in NXT history at least. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, her own team screwed her over. Like Tiffany's a heel, but she never really cheats. It wasn't her fault that. Yeah, it wasn't her fucked. fault. It was the yeah. other's incompetence. Yeah, but uh, so yeah. After the match, Gulak and Dempsey. They argue with Duke. They attack Duke. Beat him down until Andre Chase makes his big return. Big pop for him. Him and Duke. Clean house. Chase you. Stands tall. Amen. Together again. Yeah. Yeah. The way it should be. Exactly. Fun. Fun moment. Yeah. <clears throat> we got more gold on the line. Gallus defends their tag titles against Idris Sanofi, Malik Blade. Pretty decent match. Anofi and Blade get a couple big big two counts looking good in there. Uh, Gallus use their power, though, to fight back. Referee gets distracted. That's when Stax comes running out. He goes to attack Coffee, but he ducks, and Anofi gets hit instead, slammed into the stairs. Uh, but then Stax picks up Anofi and throws him into the ring. Right to Gallus, who hit their finisher, get the win. Retain the belts. So something funny is going on between Stax and Gallus here. Something uh, a little mischievous. Motivations are clear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tony's in jail, and uh, <laughs> he's in jail. Well. <laughs> but anyways, Schism come out to the ring for a family meeting. The dyad complained that their lives were supposed to be getting better after joining the group, but only Gacy has benefited. And 
Casey says it's because they haven't been fully dedicated. That's when the Diamond Mine interrupt. Call Schism a cancer to NXT. So Gacy says, all right, let's have the Creeds take on the Dyad next week. Loser leaves NXT. And the Creed brothers accept. Wow. That's yeah. uh, so, I think so someone's getting called up. Either the Creeds get called up or Dyad are getting released because they requested the release a while ago. So maybe now they're getting it. Oh, is that so? Yeah, so okay. this could be the way to write them off. Makes makes sense. But or who knows? Maybe they re-signed a contract and it's all a swerve. It's all a swerve. <laughs> uh, Trick Williams backstage is giving a pep talk to Carmelo Hayes. Rhea Ripley shows up and just tells Carmelo, "Stay out of Judgment Day's business." Big pop for Rhea showing up. Yeah, back to our stomping grounds. Nathan Frazier defends that Heritage Cup against Dragon Lee, which you know I got. You get rid of the women's tag titles, but you keep this. You keep this weird, yeah, this weird cup that is somehow being defended every week. Yeah, not going to explain the rules every time, but uh, you know, match itself ended up being pretty good. Uh, Dragon Lee hits a top rope Hurricane Rana. But Fraser rolls through, holds him down for three, so Fraser gets the first fall. Um, then a bit later, Dragon Lee hits a big tope to the floor. Or uh, yeah, and then in round four, Lee hits a sit-out one-arm power bomb, gets the pin, so we're tied at one to one. And then round five, um, we just get a nice sequence of chain reversals. Fraser pins Lee as the last few seconds tick by. Uh, Frazier just beats the buzzer, scores the pinfall to win the match, retain his cup. Retaining the cup. The cup is a belt. The belt can be defended whenever you want. Just get it. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What are you going to do with this thing? I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if every time a new person wins it, like, you know, like, like a shitty trophy you'd see at like a fishing club, they'd put like a new little etched in <laughs> plaque on it you know kind of a, a little thing yeah. almost like the size of a dog tag i wonder if each person has that maybe i think yeah i'll have to look at it more closely mm-hmm. it seems like there's stuff on there i don't know anyways uh we get a tease that raw underground is coming is back coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's making its return to nxt next week hopefully uh, hosted by shane mcmahon yeah i don't know about that but uh nxt underground debuting next week why not i guess we see a clip of gable steveson training eddie thorpe uh, because he's gonna he's gonna face gable's brother damon camp in the first underground match next week, I guess. Wow. Okay. So Gable Stevenson yeah. back in the fold. I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyways, backstage, Mustafa Ali apologizes to Wesley for getting carried away when he was special ref last week. But, you know, Ali wants to know if he can get a title shot. But then Tyler Bate comes in and says, all right, but I'm going to be the referee. So, some silliness to be had I'm yeah sure. i'm sure there'll be a couple slow counts yeah <laughs> next match kiana james takes on gg Dolan. crowd's hot for gg chanting her name kiana's playing the cowardly heel getting some good heat 
She goes to grab her purse in the middle of the match, swings at Gigi, who ducks, and then Gigi hits her pump handle crucifix bomb to get the win. Which uh, I'm liking Gigi's finisher the more I see it. Seems like the first couple times the pe person taking it didn't quite know what to do, but now it's a cool looking move. I think. Oh, it feels like uh, you gotta know how to take it, not how to give it. Yeah, that kind of thing. I get you. <laughs> I get you. Uh, but after the match, Kiana's a sore loser. She grabs that loaded purse, smacks Gigi in the face, uh, and then she opens the bag to reveal cans of paint. Uh, it's a lot of weight there, and then she opens them up, pours orange and blue paint all over Gigi. Ah, oh, come on. Yeah, no respect. No respect. I ain't got no respect. <laughs> Uh, we see Tony D'Angelo still in jail, gets a visit from Joe Coffey, but Tony doesn't understand what's going on. Coffey says things have changed since you got locked up. <laughs> Stacks has got things handled. He sold you out, Tony. Tony doesn't believe him, so Coffey pulls out his cell phone and plays some audio of Stacks saying, I'm done being the underboss. There's a new Don on the street. Uh, so... Is this all part of a long con where Stax is tricking Gallus, or has he really turned on his his Don? Yeah, he's taken over Tony Soprano. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Okay. But let's do this main event of NXT. We got the title on the line. Carmelo Hayes defending against Baron Corbin. And we got the return of the Lone Wolf version of Baron Corbin. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, this was cool to see the old entrance, the old uh, the gear, everything but the thinning long hair. That's never coming. <laughs> now back. it's just gone. Yeah, and he did, he wasn't <laughs> wearing a wig, in case you were wondering. <laughs> yeah, but either way, nice to see. I think the lone wolf was probably when he was at his best. Mm -hmm. uh, at least, yeah, taken the most seriously. But yeah, he did pretty good here. Went nearly twenty minutes. Uh, he hits a big boot on the floor, which flips Carmelo all the way around. And then later, Carmelo hits the fadeaway leg drop. And then a cool backwards springboard DDT. Uh, but then Corbin hits a choke slam backbreaker for a near fall. Slams Carmelo on the announce table, but it doesn't break. And then back in the ring, he hits the deep six. But Carmelo kicks out of that. And Melo fights back. Finally hits nothing but net. Gets the win. Retains the belt, but uh, one of Corbin's better matches in a long time. <laughs> and honestly, these these this, these three, you know, he's been on television now, what, two, three, four weeks in a row? One of the better runs the Baron Corbin has had, I have to say. <laughs> a th <laughs> like a little three-episode arc here on NXT has, uh, has done wonders for him. And this is a man yeah, who has had so. thousands of, store, of episodes of television. <laughs> and thousands of different gimmicks and thousands uh, of different storylines and thousands of different friends and <laughs> <laughs> but yeah hopefully he sticks with this lone wolf thing uh, back on the main roster try to get back some of his bite you know yeah yeah we'll just yeah we'll just have to see or maybe he's is he the big fish in the small pond or is he the normal sized fish in the bigger pond i don't know <laughs> we'll have to we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, that was a great episode yeah. of Gold Rush, though. Uh, so let's move on. There was what? one last thing at the very end when 
they cut to the back. Braun Breaker's in Shawn Michaels' office, screaming at him, and then he storms out. He's all pissed off. Except everyone's going to find out what's going on next week. So Yes, he's mad at Shawn. teaser to end the show. Yeah, yeah. we'll have Something. to see. We'll have to see what actually happens there. Uh, but let's move on ourselves through uh, to the very next night. Of course, we're talking Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Live from Hamilton, Ontario. The first Ontario center. Formerly Cops Coliseum. For all of those of you yeah. wondering. i never heard of this place before. Yeah, Cops Coliseum. Show kicks off. They had yeah, one WWF pay-per-view back in the day. That's how I know the name. Oh, yeah. Cops Coliseum. Was it like, yeah. ye- like it was decades like ago? Breakdown. Yeah. It wasn't one of the big. It was like a one-time pay-per-view. Break, Breakdown. Breakdown. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, this week's anyways. edition of uh, Diamond kicks off with John Moxley, Domohiro Ishii. Um, coming out to the ring, you see two men like this. You know that this is gonna this. You know that this is gonna be one of the hard hitting bouts. They can only expect from just looking at these two men. Yeah, exactly. They hit uh, each other hard. Fifteen seconds into this fucking thing. Oh yeah, just back and forth, chops, slaps, beating the shit out of each other. Uh, at ringside, Yuda and Claudio getting Ishii's face. So Eddie Kingston comes out, keep things honest. Keep uh, it honest. Moxley. <laughs> Moxley hits the gotch pile driver for a two count. And then a fun spot where they trade one counts back and forth. Just, yeah, just a bunch of stiff lariats, knees. Uh, at one point, they're just butting heads. Uh, just, yeah. And I think somebody busted skull. the other one open on this. Maybe both of them. They were, yeah. like they were both bleeding from the forehead. and You know, I think it's a bit of a dumb spot. You know, you're just asking for, for trouble bonking your skull. Yeah, what, yeah, what, do you, what are you doing? Like I know. I see what you're saying. Yeah, just a little, you know, in this day and age. But whatever. They want to be stiff. Go ahead. Let them uh, do it. <laughs> Moxley hits the paradigm shift, but Ishii kicks out. Ishii hits a big lariat for his own near fall. Moxley hits the death rider, but Ishii kicks out again. So he's getting a lot here. Uh, but then Moxley borrows a Seth Rollins move when he hits the curb stomp. And then finally another death rider. And that gives Mox the win. Good hard fought match. Yeah. Yeah. There was some blood here. There was there there was there was, <laughs> there was uh, some blood here to kick off the show, so you know it's going to be a great time. Yeah, Mox didn't bleed on Forbidden Door, so he said, "I'm bleeding in Ontario." Yeah, he has to bleed to every other show at least. I bet he's got a map at home of all the <laughs> cities. He's yeah, he wants to in. bleed he's, in every city. That's why he's doing red it. Red thumbtacks on everything. <laughs> uh, backstage, MJF walks up to Adam Cole. Trying to be all friendly with him, you know? He's like, hey, buddy, you know, you're not going to beat me for the world title, but let's go win those tag titles in the the blind draw tournament that they've been paired up in. And mm-hmm. uh, MJF has a surprise. He pulls out. He's got official tag merch. A shirt says, better than you, baby. I like it. Pick it up, awshop.com. It's a cool shirt. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. It's a real shirt. <laughs> It, it's a real shirt. Um, 
so yeah, this is a a fun little storyline. They're kind of, you know, a way to drag out before the world title match that's inevitable between the two. Because of them. MJF is coming up on he's coming up on 300 days of consistent reign, you know, and short of his match with Danielson, there hasn't been a second feud. I got well, I guess uh, sorry, match with Danielson, then we had the four pillars match. Uh, we're looking for that next feud here. Yeah. I mean, all in or all out. I think Cole can be the one to challenge at one of those matches. Yeah, well, it's got to be somebody somehow. Do you, do you think he's going to go the full? <laughs> do we think he's going to go the full 365? He could. Uh, Yeah, I, th- I definitely think he could become the first man to do so with that belt. Hard to say. Hard to say. Hard to say. Hmm. Uh, What's up next? What's up next? We have some trios action, though. Next. An odd... uh, Or, not sorry, not trios. Yeah, it was... (laughs) Oh, by the way, I think... Now that I'm thinking about it, I think we completely missed the the Fatal 4-Way for the international title. Oh yeah, that. yeah. We we skipped over it with Zack Saber Jr. Dan Garcia and uh, name isn't in front of me right now. Yeah, Orange Shibata. Ca- Shibata. Uh, Orange Cassidy got the win. It was fun. It was good. Yeah. Got the win. Retained. Yeah, <laughs> just had to mention that. Completely forgot. Completely right. Skipped over that somehow. But here uh, we have the team of Daniel Garcia, Matt Menard, and Angelo Parker. The Jericho Appreciation Society taking Orange Cassidy, Keith Lee, and El Hio Del Vikingo, who's back. Yeah. Once again, very impressive seeing him do his crazy high-flying offense, just flipping, bouncing all over the place. Uh, And, of course, everyone loves Cassidy doing his shtick. And, yeah, with that international title defense he had on uh, Sunday, he's uh, already tied Jade Cargill for most successful defenses with a belt at 25, I think. Wow. Deservingly so. In half the time. Yeah. So, yeah, just got to get that in there. Cassidy, him and Vol- yeah, him and Viking. I always say it wrong. Viking, they always tell me a different name every time. Vikingo, that's it. Vikingo, yes. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Garcia spikes Cassidy with a pile driver, applies the sharpshooter, which gets booze from this Canadian crowd. But uh, Keith Lee gets the hot tag, hits a supernova, gets the win for his team. Yeah. Yeah, get gets the good win. Uh, Vikingo does does the flips. He does those sentons where it just feels like he's he's just going forever. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. The shit, he does. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. It's almost uncalled for, you know. <laughs> it's fun to see once in a while. Of course. Uh, backstage, the elite. Issue an open challenge for a six-man tag. When the Dark Order approach, they accept and start yelling at Hangman for not talking to them anymore since he's paired up with the Elite. So we're having a fight tonight. Like, what the hell, man? The Elite taking on the Dark Order. Yeah, that's right after this. Uh, So Hangman, you know, he's a bit conflicted in the corner, but... Silver calls him out into the ring, so, you know, he's got to. He gets in there. Uh, yeah. Uno hits him with a leaping pile driver for a near fall. 
Dark Order going to roll. They hit the Wombo combo on the Hangman. But he's able to kick out. Fights back. Hits the Dead Eye. Bucks hit the BTE trigger. And then finally Hangman hits the Buckshot Lariat. To finish the job. Get the pinfall for the Elite. <clears throat> yeah. But I think it was the post-match activities which uh, garner, garnered the most attention. Post-match attack. The Blackpool Combat Club came out. Made the attack. And... The Dark Order just sort of stood there. If anything, they walked further away. Didn't even help. Yeah. The the they man just who they go ahead. Yeah, fucking do it. Yeah, they left them to get beat. So uh, Eddie Kingston's got to be the good guy. Run out, make the save. But you know, still outnumbered. He gets beat down. Hangman gets busted open. Moxley grabs a microphone and officially lays out the challenge. Blood and guts. July nineteenth. Uh, so less than a month away, which is unfortunate because uh, that means Brian Danielson is. I feel like his timeline's not going to work. We're going to have to find a replacement. Yeah. Or get, you know, call Cody Rhodes, get one of those titanium casts. Oh, yeah. Call Cody Rhodes' go, titanium but... cast guy. <laughs> yeah. You're good to go. <laughs> I mean, uh, they could work it if he really wanted to, but we'll see. Yeah. You'll be fine if you get his titanium cast guy. <laughs> Uh, backstage, Roddy, Roderick Strong's talking to Cole about MJF. He's like, hey, man, you got to watch your back. And MJF walks up. He's like, hey, generic white guy. And, hey, partner. Talking to Cole. Let's get out of here. This place sucks. Uh, Cole actually gets in the car and goes with MJF to go hang out. Hit the town. It's going to be fun. Dude, hanging out with MJF would be undeniably but, fun. <laughs> yeah, that Hamilton nightlife. Exactly. Maybe they just drive the 20, 30 minutes to go to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, take a quick 20-minute Uber. Yeah. But uh, either way, yeah, kind of surprising that Cole was cool to hang out with MJF. Hmm. Yeah. No, he's a smart guy. Yeah, I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Boy comes out right away, says, turn off that garbage. You guys have ruined that song for me. We're never going to hear it again. So looks like we may have gotten the last sing along at Forbidden. Uh, that was probably it, I think. I think that was it. Uh, <laughs> so Jack says, did he turn on Hook or did everyone else turn on him? Because, you know, he's been cost two world titles now and he has to see Hook carrying around that unrecognized belt. I'm going to take it from you. Crowd chance asshole. Jungle Boy says Hook is a fraud when I get my hands on him. And that's when Hook comes out, chases Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy uh, runs all the way into the back into a running car waiting for him that speeds away. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot, you know, Christian it, was driving. Maybe. You know, at his first big heel promo for him, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's getting there. He's not there yet. He's not the, he, there's flashes of the, the competent promo guy. There's definitely there. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. It wasn't bad. It wasn't anything spectacular, but it was certainly fine. Yes, yeah, some some something <laughs> is there. Uh, it's going to be good, and I think this heel run, you know, we're in it for the long term. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, Ruby Soho takes on Alexia Nicole, a uh, local Canadian jobber. Uh, so yeah, quick squash. Ruby wins with the lockjaw, 
to mock Britt Baker. Well, should say that uh, this the, the match was supposed to be Soho Baker, but I guess Britt Baker is uh, pulled due to illness, similar to Adam Cole being pulled due to illness the uh, the night prior or the week prior. So something yeah, something's going around the got, Cole home. Sure. <laughs> the mumps. <laughs> they all got know. the mumps, like Bray Wyatt. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> either way, Ruby cuts a promo, challenges Britt to a match next week, so whatever they have, isn't it? Yeah. Too serious. Whatever goes No down. bacterial meningitis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, main event, though. Tornado. Well, one quick thing. Sure. Just a backstage promo from John Morrison, now known as Johnny TV. So the millionth Johnny name that he's had. His I love it. He just, yeah, he, it's his thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Trademarks, though. You're probably spending a lot in trademarks with all those different ones. <laughs> I wonder. But anyways, yes. As you were saying, the main event, Canadian Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara taking on Darby Allen and Sting in a tornado tag match. So that means anything goes... Uh, no tags needed. You can use weapons. Uh, Jericho's got his pain maker gimmick on. So Sting and Jericho have a baseball bat battle. Just kind of sword fighting with those bats. Uh, outside the ring, Sammy and Jericho, they move the steps. And then they whip Darby into them. He goes flying like he hits his knees onto the steps. Does a front flip. Lands ass first on the barricade. <laughs> just a crazy bump and then like kind of like but so much with so much momentum he, he he was able to run it out yeah he like landed on his feet at the end it's wild <laughs> but probably hurt his ass pretty good uh but they fight their way into the crowd we get a suplex onto the concrete some chair shots jericho grabs a sting sign rips it up and starts shoving it into his mouth uh Sammy leaps off the barricade, hits a diving cutter onto the floor. Darby climbs the top rope, hits a coffin drop to the floor. And then the big spot, we get two tables set up on the floor and a ladder in the ring. And I saw these tables, like, that looks pretty far. That's a pretty far jump. Uh, I wonder if Darby can make it. <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't Darby. Darby was holding the ladder so that Sting... The 64-year-old man climbs the ladder, dives off onto Sammy on the tables, comes up short, so he breaks through the first breaks table. Breaks through the first table, but then ends up going chin first into the second table. Yeah, just smashes his face on that second table. Um, yeah, you could see him bleeding a little bit. Uh, I think after the match, he said he lost a tooth and he needed a couple stitches, so... Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's a tough motherfucker, you know. But when I saw those tables, I'm like, those need to be at least a foot closer. But whatever. <laughs> and honestly, I don't think Sting ever did a spot this big in his prime in WCW. And he remember remember good. remember when he went through two table two tables stacked on top of each other. Remember yeah, that? Like he, he made he's he's gone through more tables in his AEW run than he did in all of his other previous <laughs> runs combined. It's true. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> uh, Darby grabs his skateboard, drops in off the top rope onto Jericho's back. Jericho grabs the ladder, smacks Darby, uh, sets up the ladder in the corner. 
Darby whips Jericho headfirst into the ladder. And then the camera just zooms in on Jericho. And you can clearly see him doing the quick blade. Just They always seem to zoom in right when they're doing it. Yeah, the camera guys <laughs> really got to learn when the blading occurs. Yeah. Like when someone gets hit in the head with a weapon, wait five seconds before the zoom in. <laughs> yeah, uh, some, something like that. So either way, Jericho's bleeding. He grabs a skateboard, chucks it at Darby, hits the Judas effect. So Darby's out. And then Jericho puts Sting in the walls of Jericho. But Sting is able to grab his bat, smack Jericho to get out. Uh, but Jericho hits a code breaker. Sting kicks out of that. Jericho goes for Judas effect. Sting ducks, hits the scorpion death drop. But Jericho kicks out of that, goes for another code breaker. Sting catches him, turns it into the scorpion death lock. Jericho taps out. Sting and Darby get the win. Sting and Darby get the win like they should. Crowd's going nuts. Great to see Jericho lose a couple on on his own soil, too. You know, like uh, him being Canadian is now a moot point because he's taken on Sting and uh, fuck the JAS and everything in general. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, you know, just because you're Canadian doesn't mean we have to cheer for you. Exactly, like we probably will, but we don't have yeah. to. And that's the lesson to learn from this week's show here on the True Brothers. There's only time for one more thing. Of course, that's a wrestler of the week. I mean, we got to go. quick money in the bank. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. All right, so uh, let's start off with the men's money in the bank. You got Ricochet, Nakamura, L.A. Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, and Logan Paul. So seven men. Um. Yeah, I think a lot of us LA Knights, the crowd favorites. Thumbs up. Yeah, of course, Damian Priest, you know, that would be a fine option as well. And then there's the big surprise, Logan Paul. That could happen too. Yeah, anything could. Uh, then let's do the women's Money in the Bank match. Selena Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, Io Sky, and Trish Stratus. I think it's Io's time. Yeah, well, she has the most competence at the top of ladders and heights, so I think she has the advantage right there. <laughs> that too. Uh, but yeah, after that awesome match she had at Backlash and the crowd response, I think she showed she can be a main event player, so let's give her the briefcase. Uh, and then we got Cody Rhodes taking on Dominic Mysterio. Like we said earlier, biggest baby face versus biggest heel. But, I mean, Rhea Ripley, the crowd's going to cheer her, so... Either way, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, either way, I think Rhea has to do some work. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defend the unified tag titles, I guess, against Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. <sighs> I mean, they'll, to, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, they never really lost the belts, but they're probably not going to take them off Ronda and Shayna so soon. So soon. That'll go like that. Uh, Gunther defends the Intercontinental title against Matt Riddle. You know, like you said, we want to see Riddle's chest turn into ground beef. We'll be happy. Uh, and he's a great wrestler like Gunther, so it'll be fun. Yeah, this could be match of the night. Seth Rollins defends the World Heavyweight title against Finn Balor. Just another one. Going to be a great match. Uh, you know, I could even see Finn Balor getting the win here. 
if there ever was a time for him to get this world title back. You know, especially getting it back from Seth, you know, uh, so much history there. I think this could be one of those moments that WWE likes to talk about creating all the time. Yeah. Like we all not now. Yeah, and we already didn't give it to Drew last time we were here. So like what the fuck are we doing here, people? Like we don't have we have a finite amount of British wrestlers (laughs) coming like, you know, and the (laughs) with the timing working. Yeah. And this is the other belt. So like, you know, Rollins has only had it for a month or two. No one cares if you end that reign early. Exactly. We're not looking at a thousand days or whatever but no <laughs> anyways speaking of the thousand day champion the main event possibly uh the bloodline civil war tag match between roman and solo taking on the usos um i'm not sure if i've seen exactly what this means i'm guessing anything goes probably if it's a civil war yeah maybe more of a tornado weapons, uh, maybe more of a tornado tag yeah so I mean, between that and two ladder matches, you're going to get a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of craziness. Uh, and the UK crowd will be hot for everything. So it's going to be a great pay-per-view, I'm sure. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. This will probably be the main event, I think, this Civil War. Whatever happens is going to yeah. be big. Well, then it's time for only one more thing, like I said before. <laughs> that is, of course, the Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week. Let's just go straight to the weekend. I'm going Kenny Omega. He came away with the loss, but uh, gave me the pop of the year. That Tiger Driver, 97, 91. Um. Yeah. Just I was. I. I. It was. You know. The. The lifelong dream of seeing Kenny Omega perform. It finally happened, and it was everything, <laughs> if not more than I could have ever even fucking dreamed for. Uh. So Kenny Omega, you're the rest of the week. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. This anything. Even if we were to have seen him at Dynamite, whatever match it would have been would not have been no. on this level. So. You know, it almost makes it even more special. The first match we ever get to see is possibly one of the best matches he's ever had. Uh, So, yeah, of course, unanimous decision. Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay held up his end of the bargain admirably. But, you know, Kenny, the hometown hero, that one kick out at one, a moment we'll never forget. No, no, Uh, the professional wrestling won't forget that moment either, if we're being honest. (laughs) Uh, but that was the entire recap show. Big show here, folks, and thank you for listening. Of course, uh, the show's everywhere online, so listen to us. We'll be back next week. Uh, no, actually, we're a brief hiatus next week. I'm, I'm, off, uh, I'm off camping on a little vacay, but, of course, I think we'll be back the following week. Uh, we're talking Money in the Bank. We're talking Building to All In, which is our next show, right? That is, that, that'll be around the corner before we know it because the Professional Wrestling Week just never stops. Exactly. It really doesn't. That's all we got. Mike, uh, thanks for listening, folks. Everybody, Mike, take care of yourself. All right. See you next time. Shoot.